heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, we are one year out from the general election, and things are getting hot. And they're going to get a lot hotter, I can tell you that much right now. And you can see, you can start to see uh, things that are forming here. And they're going to start to form a lot more uh, in just the weeks and these next couple of months because the election season heats up now. This is, it becomes full throttle for the general election. And people are nervous. People are very nervous. Uh, You know, they've tried this whole attempt with all the indictments to really ding Trump up as much as they can because they know that, you know, he gets close to... uh, the White House, and it's going to be a battle royal for sure. We've seen what happened throughout the entire four years of him being in office. This this uh, problem we're dealing with right now in our country, my fellow Americans, goes far further than Donald Trump. Uh, I, people tend to make him the limelight of the conversation, but it, but it goes an awful lot further. And we'll talk about that today as, as well. Welcome in here to the Voice of a Nation here. It is Malcolm all out here. And, uh, you know, we're seeing the numbers, we're seeing the polling, and it's widespread. It's not just you know, one or two or three or outliers, that kind of thing. Uh, the more they've gone after Trump, uh, the more his numbers have increased. And that was kind of the case throughout his presidency. He always had support from uh the, the the core of Americans who believed in his policies and what he was doing. Uh, there were a lot of unknowns, but here's the thing. You know, and, and I've been sensing this for a little bit now. People are now, and, and Democrats are now seeing, I mean, the full uh, throttled damage of the Biden administration. I mean, we're seeing it. We're, we're seeing all of it. And no matter which policy you look at or what, you know, everybody pays attention to something, not not everything, but some part of it, whether it's the economy, whether it's the immigration, whether it's foreign policy, wars, whatever it is. And no matter what you look at, it's uh, it's dire straits for the country. And when you couple all of that with the fact that you have this elderly man who, who cannot uh, function at a high level. Uh, and people can send, everyone knows it. I mean, you see the comments from Axelrod in the last couple of days here, but they all know it. They're just biting their tongues, most of them, not really knowing what to do. And a lot of them are ringing the bells and saying, well, he better do something. He better, you know, Biden, he better jump out quick or figure it out real fast and kind of, you know, search his soul a little bit. <clears throat> and you're hearing that in a lot of areas, but it's getting a little game, you know, late in the game here, but there's still a lot of cards that they can play. Let's be clear, and they're talking about that now. Uh, it, it's not all going to stop or start right now. I mean, they could keep Biden in there until they get all the delegates in place, and then you know, keep in mind the DNC they create whoever that candidate's going to be. They're not leaving it up to the voters. They never have. We've learned all that over the last many elections. They pick whoever they're going to anoint <clears throat> to run. 
as the Democrat uh, candidate for president. That's just the way it is. We've seen it. We've seen the whole down in Brazil thing and all that took place in the last many elections with Hillary Clinton. Uh, and so, you know, we know how this all works. But here's the thing. I think, you know, and, and people started to say to me, you know, four or five, six months ago that potentially Americans were waking up. And I always take that with a little bit of a caveat, like, yeah, okay, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, kind of thing. And But my sense is now, and, and I've been watching the signs carefully in a lot of areas, and I'm here to tell you, I think people are attuned to things. They're waking up just a bit here. They see how bad it is. I mean, it's you'd have to be a moron not to understand how bad we're what shape we're in. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist or anything of the sorts. Just look at the facts. And it, again, it doesn't matter what policy or what you follow, but everything is crumbling all at the same time. It's a recipe for disaster. People know it. I've never seen a time in our lives when more people talk about, will the country make it? I mean, you're hearing that everywhere today. I mean, friends, it, it would only take a cataclysmic event uh, for to put America on its knees. And that's that's saying something. That, that's saying something really and truly. I mean, we would have never thought that in past times, that that could even be possible. But, I mean, think about it, you know, where we're at. So here's what happened the other day. So I, I got to share this with you here. Uh, so my wife's aunt, who is, I mean, when I say a hardcore Democrat, I, I, I couldn't describe it any more than a hardcore Democrat. Uh, she's like 90, now. So, she, but she follows it all to a T always has. And, uh, I'd never talk. I could never talk politics if I was in her company for sure, because it just simply wouldn't work, but hated Trump, hates Trump. And loved Biden, loved everything about him and getting him in there and the defeat of Trump. And, you know, the whole bit, like a lot of Democrats, you know, uh, thinking that somehow Biden was going to be able to. I mean, and they should have figured that out when he didn't even run a campaign that really truly was from his basement. That wasn't just a, you know, a soundbite. And uh, but she comes in the other day and sh a bit shocked, actually. And, you know, she had never seen this with and this. You know, you know what I'm talking about? These kind of people. I mean, they're hardcore i mean you're not going to shake them i mean you, you know what i'm when your ideology is that hardcore and that's what i always try to make sure i don't fall into that trap because i know a lot of people in my circle as well do fall into that trap they become hardcore ideology driven and uh, but more so even trump driven to the man and i and this is we'll talk about it today but this is way more than trump but you're going to like this. You're going to, you're going to, you'll be interested in this conversation today because uh, uh, it, it's true. What I'm going to share with you is very factual, very honest, very true, and got some interesting stories about Trump here. Um, but, you know, you, you, so she says anyways, the aunt, back to the aunt, she says, uh, you're not going to believe today what my aunt said uh, when she was over there uh, helping her mother. And so I said, what, what, what's up? She said, well, she said uh, that she was uh, tired of the Democrats and Biden. And what we need is a good Republican in the presidency. Didn't say who. Now, this is somebody that's been anti-Trump from the beginning. So hard to say. I, I mean, you know, and 
Of course, my wife doesn't go too much further than that because it gets very uh, difficult to talk politics with this woman. Uh, but I mean, wow. I mean, for this person to make that statement, I don't know, friends. That's, you'd think, uh, you know, hell would have froze over first before that ever would have happened. This is a hardcore Democrat. But it goes along with a lot of the other signs that uh, we've been seeing in the past months. Uh, where people, you're hearing it now in more circles and, and more areas where people are uh, really banging their head against the walls and knowing we need something dramatic. We need we need a major change in our country. And they don't think they're going to get that with any Democrat. And frankly, right now, they don't have any of the Democrats they're fishing with. I mean, there's no one else on the horizon. They don't have a bench. I mean, they don't have much of anything, really. I mean, what what do they got? I mean, the only thing they're throwing around here and there now and then again is Newsom. But I mean, what he's done to the state of California, I don't think it'd be too difficult to run against a Newsom in California. <clears throat> I mean, you can sell that uh, shit out in California, but I can't imagine selling that stuff in, um, you know, the heart of America. I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see selling California politics uh, throughout the 50 states. I don't see how that works. Not at this point. California's become a train wreck. I mean, there's enough evidence out there to show that his and their policies, being Newsom and the Democrats, uh, and they're the poster child. That state is the poster child for all the dysfunction in the Democrat Party. So you run that nationally, and huh, what do you think you got? You see? So I don't know how that all works. Or who else they'll pull out of the woodwork, quite frankly, uh, but that could very well happen when it gets to the point of the delegates and all and, uh, you know, last minute maneuvering. And, and I'm not surprised at any of this, frankly. So at this point, I think I'm going to go on the record to say I don't think Biden is going to be the dude in 2024 for them. I think they're going to have to do they're going to do a last minute. Um, it's going to be a bait and switch. This other person's not going to have to run through anything. No primaries, no debates, no nothing. But that's what the DNC does. It's all just smoke and mirrors otherwise, friends. So it's really not anything different, but it will look different to a lot of people. But it's really what's been happening as well behind the curtain. They just never admit it, but it's it's true. Everybody knows. I mean, it's the DNC. It's the betters in the uh, the DNC who who create that uh, that that uh, candidate, whoever that's going to be. They they anoint the person who's going to run. That's a fact. So we're seeing the polls now. We're seeing in all the swing states, we're seeing national polls that are trending very heavy for Donald Trump. And people are kind of slamming their head against the wall saying, what are you talking about? I mean, well, God, come on now. We've got 91 charges against the guy. We've got all these indictments. I mean, what's going on? I mean, this was an, this they thought was enough. to. You, you got to remember here, man. It's like, you know. It's coming through a five-category hurricane. I mean, they've tried everything to stop this man with impeachments and 25th Amendments and, you know, prostitutes and sex in Moscow and dossiers. And I mean, they've tried everything, everything under the sun. There's nothing these people have not tried other than, you know, doing an Abraham Lincoln event. You know, I don't, you know what that means. Or a JFK. Give the CIA something to do, huh? And uh, but, you know, other short of that, they've tried pretty well everything. And so now uh, with, you know, as a citizen now, <clears throat> they've done all these uh, pulled up all these cases and indictments. And uh, this is, uh, you know, they throw enough at them. They figure they're going to be able to bang them up pretty good in the court of public opinion. 
hasn't worked that way at all, friends. And and it is uh, really uh, it, they're, they're getting nervous, and I, and I can sense it. And I'm I'm now kind of getting a little juiced about the whole thing. Frankly, I I I actually am. I'm getting a little juiced about it because I thought by now that we're at this point, I thought they would have been further along with some of these court things. And other than the civil case with their occu- occupying this time up in Manhattan, Letitia James and company, um, and the corruptness of that case. And everybody knows it. And Trump is using it as a total, it's like an apprentice. He's using it as, you know, the cameras are there. He thinks he's on TV. He is on TV. The only thing is the courtroom isn't on TV. People would love to see that trial inside. They say it's been bust blockbuster with him tearing it all apart, calling the judge an asshole to his face and the and the DA and everybody else around him and being a wild child. And I mean, the judge didn't really know what to do. There's only so much he could do. This is still a former president. And what does he really do? Lock him up. But how many others do you think could pull that off and get by it? <laughs> you or I couldn't. That's for sure. So he, he's pushing the envelope. There's no doubt about it. what's he got to lose at this point, friends. I mean, what do, you, what do you think he has to lose? He really doesn't have too much to lose at this point. I mean, you would feel the same way if this came after you. But all right, so here's where the story gets a little more interesting I want to share with you here. And you may have seen this, but in the Washington Post, uh, he had a story in here, Trump and allies plot revenge, Justice Department control in a second term. Now, I, I, this story, which I want to talk to you about, is quite something. And it started to, to move out there. People, it's getting a lot of publicity because the Post put it out there, but then everyone's copying all the segments and it's it's filtering out there now. And all these, I mean, Politico's got their story on it. What do they call it? They call it Donald Trump bakes a dictatorship cake. There's a whole bunch of these. I mean, there's a ton of these creative headlines and, and it's on a lot of publications. I've already seen about nine or 10 stories being run on this one story from the post. So it's, it's catching, uh, you know, um, steam as it rolls through media land. And it propagates through the media, the the the, the mainstream media and the, all the media channels, and it's basically to drive another narrative out here. This is the way the media does it. It's the drip, 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 drip impact. And so then you think, well, where's they getting all this information from? Oh my God, you got to be a gas! Like, where's this all coming from? I mean, the things they say in here are, are pretty wild. I mean, and, and I'll share some of it with you here, but. Uh, all right, so they're making accusations in here that it, and let me read to you a piece of this. Uh, Trump and his allies have begun mapping out specific plans for using the federal government to punish critics and opponents should he win a second term. With the former president naming individuals he wants to investigate or prosecute and his associates drafting plans to potentially invoke the Insurrection Act on his first day in office to allow him to deploy the military against civil demonstrations. Now, that's the opening paragraph of the uh, piece in the Washington Post, okay? All right? Uh, and uh, and I'm going to go back and forth with these because they get into some pretty good, interesting accusations and things here. Uh, you know, so uh, let me see here. They've got here... In, in Now, here's what... here's So when I look at the charges... I'm thinking of a couple of things here. I mean, some of the things they're saying, they're pretty aggressive in what they're saying he's going to do. 
And you ask yourself, does he, you know, maybe some people will think, is he really going to do these things? Now, here's the point. Here's the point. They've been doing these kinds of things to him right along. Now, everybody's incensed right now as I read all these media reports. They're incensed that supposedly Trump is saying all this. And by the way, they're anonymous sources. They can't name a single freaking soul in private. It's all in private, anonymous sources in private. So they put this rag up there in the Washington rag post. Everybody copulates it, populates it, puts it out there. So you got all the propaganda in the world you could do so that, you know, some of those like the like my my mother's aunt that I was telling you about and a ton load more of those hardcore Democrats and others who are so fed up with the Democrat Party and the, the Marxist machine. They just want to see some sign of American, a semblance of America again, like, you know, waking up in the morning like what happened, George, to the to the country? We've been voting for those damn Democrats for 50 years. Can't see the damn country back. Well, now they're going to change who they're voting for, maybe, huh? Fascinating. You know, so their idea, you got to remember now, the media is always arm in arm, arm in arm with the DNC. There's no doubt uh, this is what they do. And so now they're arm in arm. They get all this propaganda out there, get the benefits of it all being on front pages. And oh my God, Trump is going to, he's making a dictatorship. You see what he's going to do? We can't let him by the office. This guy's reckless. He's going to take over the whole country. He thinks he's, you know, Mussolini, Hitler, this son of a bitch. We can't let him anywhere near this thing. That's the whole idea of the campaign, my fellow Americans. That's it right there in a nutshell. This is the media arm just being a real tool for the Democrat Marxist machine is what it is. Using, they're using, they've been doing this right along. It's either the New York Times or the Washington Post who do this, one or the other. It's frick or frack. One or the other take these stories and they put them out there. They it, it, and they're all sensationalized and it's always anonymous sources. They don't have Jack, you know what, to put out there to say who is said what, what said who, but it's in private. Oh well, he, we hear he's doing this. We hear he said that. So the post says in private, anonymously, right? Yeah, Trump told advisors and friends in recent months that he wants the Justice Department to investigate one-time officials and allies who have become critical of his time in office. Oh, God, nothing they would do to Trump. I mean, where's this coming from? They would never do this to Donald Trump, right? Right? Would they? No, no. Including the former chief of staff, John Kelly. He wants to go after William Barr, Ty Cobb, uh, Mark Milley. You know, the who's who there. Uh, and so according to the people who've talked to him, like others spoke on, of course, not uh, anonymity. Got to be anonymous here to describe these very private conversations. Trump has also talked to prosecuting officials at the FBI and Justice Department. Oh, well, well, they've been such a stellar Justice Department. Why would we even consider such a thing? Right? I mean, come on. Why would we even do such a thing? They would never do this to Trump. I mean, would they? You, you just can't make this stuff up, people. You just cannot make this stuff up. I mean, the, the, there's going to be more of these um, the, these kind of attempts, these holy great, you know, uh, Hail Mary attempts, what, what it is. Yeah, it's a Hail Mary attempt down, down the field there. Right? You know, they're going to do everything they can. They're going to try everything. Brace yourself between now and this next one year. We are at a critical, crucial step. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, one year, 
I've been telling you right along. I've been telling you right along what's happening and what the marching orders are for the next two years, haven't I? Right? Haven't I? And we're living in it right now. Next year is going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be something to see. And these people are not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And they'll do all kinds of things at the last minute. They'll be more of a threat to America than the freaking terrorists we're worried about coming over the southern border. How's that? How do you like those apples? I said it. I'll say it again. These people, between the arm and arm media and the Marxist left who are controlling this narrative, they are more of a threat to our country than these obvious terrorists who are coming over the southern border to do harm to our country. And God only knows what these people are going to do. You see, they've tried everything. Again, short of doing an Abraham Lincoln or JFK against Trump, that's the only thing they haven't done yet. You follow me? But God knows they've tried everything else, friends. I hope he's wearing some uh, vest underneath his clothes and stuff. He needs to start doing that if he's not. And start to protect himself with all these public rallies and everything else. And he's behind, be behind bullet glass at all times. I don't know who's talking to the president right now, but I would, uh, I'm talking the president being Donald Trump here to be sure. But I would surely have him behind, uh, behind armored glass and protected at all costs. Because you're going to need more than just a couple of uh, secret service agents now. I have to say what I think is happening here. It's not trying to be a smart guy or anything else, friends. I'm just looking at the evidence of what's transpired over the last many years and where we sit right now in our country. These people on the far left, they you don't think for a minute they really care about this nation. Obviously, they don't. We would have never got to this point if they did. They would have never let Biden win if they did. They would never put this guy in there if they did. I mean, even in his best days, he sucked at foreign policy. Even in his best days, he is a dumb individual. I mean, and he's not at his best days. He's times 100 worse. Why would you put a guy like that leading the country in the White House? And then what? His shadow puppet man of Obama? That's controlling things? And, you know, but that it's, you know, that's still tricky. I mean, that's still in the shadows. He can't control every word he says. And obviously these decisions they're making, as I say, this is, uh, in fact, we had a headline on that on America Loud Dot News the last day or two that uh, um, this is the um, the most transformative uh, segment of Obama's third term is the most transformative uh, term or cycle, if you will, of his presidency. You get the point. You get the picture. He, he promised to transform the country and he's already had the two terms. This is a third term under Biden which is what he wanted to talk into somebody's ears. We know all that when he talked about that at late night. Let's not waste our time on stuff we know about. And uh, that's the deal. That's, I mean, he's obviously a big piece of it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, you don't think Jill Biden's calling all these shots. I mean, not, not for sure. And there are others. And a lot of these people are his cabinet and those around him, which are the same circle of Obama. And these are the ones who I'm sure are communicating back and forth with Obama. It's not him exactly. But a lot of this also is being kept out of the records, out of the White House records. So it's not being shown to the press. So we'll never know. I mean, they know how the system operates. They know what they got to do to hide this and camouflage all this evidence. 
They're, they know it. They're, they're not dumb. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I'm speaking of uh, Obama and the cabal, the whole group, the whole administration, the whole, the whole litany of them. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. So that's what's going on here. Uh, now, I, I think it's, it's obviously, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, and I don't play with theories and stuff, but it's an ingenious move of the, uh, the media elite to protect the DNC once again. And they'll be running these stories again because they have to strike fear into the heart of Americans. They must strike fear. Without that fear, friends, those people are going to all come over. They're going to peel the onion exactly that way. They're going to come over crying or not, but they're coming over. Those moderates, the independents, the Democrats, they see there's really no semblance of the nation left that they love, that they cherish. You know, it's not about liberal and conservative anymore. Please keep in mind, it's about Marxism 101 and conservative patriots who are trying to save the country. Do you understand the fight now? And some of these Democrats are now waking up like my mother's aunt, who says, oh, my God, the, the hardcore Democrat. I can't even do this anymore. I mean, stunner. Wow. I mean, I don't think she's doing drugs or smoking weed in her 90s now, but she, she sure came to the... Uh, the, the 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 altar didn't she i mean i mean for her to say that it's i i you know had i you know had a better chance of having an asteroid hit the planet i mean you know or somebody win the lottery some sort of a wide remote deal that would never happen and that's what we're trying to see we're starting to see a lot more of these cats come over and we're seeing the trends and numbers and Black America's waking up. Asian America's waking up. Hispanic America had already woken up. Uh, regardless of any border and what's going on there, they know you. This is not sustainable. They they know this. Hispanic Americans are smart people. They know what's going on. You can't just leave wide open country. It's it's becomes a a, a a cesspool for everybody at that point. That's no way to run a country. What the hell's the matter with you? You can't run a country this way. The Hispanic America knows this. They don't want to screw the whole thing up. If this is paradise or anything close to paradise or the American dream they're trying to get to, what do they want to do, self-erupt and blow the whole thing up? We'll just be another, you know, Central America dictatorship, another one of these uh, South American, uh, you know, uh, countries. I mean, really, though. So they they know, they, everybody knows what's going on here. I mean, it's what we've been talking about. There is literally a takeover of America, and it's happening in the full light of day. Uh, maybe you think a shot hasn't been fired yet, but it is a war. It is a war that is happening right now, to, to be sure. I'm absolutely positive what's taking place here. Now, I think this piece put out uh, by these uh, writers here, Isaac Arnsdorf, Josh Dawsey, and Devlin Barrett. Say those in slow motion, just like that, you know. Isaac Arndorf, Josh Dawsey, and Devlin Barrett. Took three of these cats to put all this uh, minutiae together. Uh, normally you'd have just one, but took three to, you know, pr uh, pull the lies together. But it's all a strike fear. Uh, so they're going on and they're, they're saying things that are just, you know, uh, the Justice Department. We don't have a Justice Department anymore. It has been taken over already. It's We all know what's happened with the FBI and the CIA. But we all know what's taking place here. 
I mean, right now they get their hands full with the country of what's taking place here. Uh, the leadership is all corrupt. It's bad. Uh, you know, uh, to facilitate Trump's ability to direct Justice Department actions, it says here, his associates have been drafting plans to dispense with 50 years of policy and practice intended to shield criminal prosecutions from political consideration. So who do you think these people have been doing with, with all the rubbish with Hillary Clinton? Come on, people. What I mean, who buys this garbage? Look at the corruption in the Biden family. I mean, what are we talking about here? And they want to go after some civil case in Manhattan because Trump filed his taxes uh, in the SYZ category. Uh, did so. Who gives a rat's ass? I mean, everybody's been trying to screw the federal government and save every money they can and use the system to milk it. Everybody. Does. Warren Buffett does it. Bill Gates do it. They all do it. Jeff Bezos, pull them all in and audit every one of the bastards and then tell me what it looks like, please. They all do it. Everybody does it. I mean, who are we joking here? You know, it's just it's all just political. That's all this is with Trump. He is a I'm absolutely more convinced today than I've ever been. He is such a threat to this entire arrangement, this deal. I hope we all live long enough. You know that all of us I and mean, everybody listening collectively. I hope we all live long enough to get on the other side of this and we outlive Trump to see what happened and where history goes with this. I just want to see what the outcome is, what takes place with Trump. Think about it now. What takes place for the next election? How does that work out? What happens with, you know, all of these indictments and cases and his potential to pardon and the Justice Department blowing up and the Marxist left having a cow and all of this happening? And then what happens on the other side of this, on the other side of that election, of the hurdle? You know, what takes place? They're trying to predict some of it in these stories here, but you, you know what I'm saying? What takes place then? And and, uh, and and how does history look back at this moment and judge it all? I mean, they're saying right now he's going in full barrel loaded and he's pissed off and he's going to call names and call shots. Listen, this is everything they did against Trump and they did against the American people more so, more than Trump. Trump was just a figurehead for what they were trying. They were using, they were using him to get to us. There's no doubt about that, my fellow Americans, no doubt about it. The Marxists left are, they're high right now. These people are high, really high. I mean, super high. And they're using Trump to get to the American people. That's what this is all about, friends. And that's what they've done all the way through this charade and what we're seeing right now to this very, very moment. And, and now the media locks arms with the DNC to create as much fear in the populace, to see if they can, you know, shake people up, um, rack their nerves, you know, really fear, put fear into the heartland of America. That's the key. That's what they want to accomplish. And they're going to do that somehow. If these stories don't work with anonymous sources and all, they're going to find other ways to do it. You know, there's no doubt about it. And the the story, they, they just, you know, they talk about a banana republic. They've already made America into a banana republic. They're worried that Trump in his next term and doing these things to get back at them that they're saying he's going to do, which they have nothing on record. There's nothing here to document a damn thing. You can't cross a T or dot an I anywhere here. There's just an anonymous everything. 
But this is what they run to create the fear. And the idea is he's going to come in. He's going to. But America is we've turned into a banana republic already. And the the description of that banana republic would be the fact of our Justice Department and the fact of who they go after political opponents and how they force hand things. I mean, there were other ways they could have taken Trump out and down. Um, legally, I'm talking about, not through other means that I've already said, but legally, there was other ways they could have done that, but they chose not to. And what were they worried about all the way through with all of those shenanigans? Were they worried that his, what, his policies were too effective? Were they worried about the fact that he was a patriot? Were they worried about the fact that he was being prosperous for America? Were they worried about the fact that the economy was, was doing marvelously well? Who was worried about the fact that he was building a wall to secure America's future? Was he worried about the fact that we had no world wars going on? Nothing was happening around the world. I mean, foreign policy was swimming along beautifully well. What exactly were they worried about? I wonder, my fellow Americans. You are listening to the voice of a nation. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Outloud here. Yours truly, always a privilege Uh, to be with you, my fellow Americans, and to all of our beautiful people around the world. We have listeners from all areas of of the world, of the globe, and uh, beautiful, beautiful people. Love to have you in here. Thank you for joining us here. Please do help us get back to AmericaOutloud.news and share the out loud truth. 
We have people that are fighting hard, working hard, their heart, their passion, their soul is in the fight here for liberty and justice for all. It's that simple. Listen, they may try to do all kinds of things and try to stop us in many ways, but you know what? We're on a we're on a mission here. It's 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 a mission of truth. It's a mission of passion. It's a mission of country. It's a mission of love. It's a mission of God. Almighty. That's what we are about here at America Out Loud dot news, America Out Loud Talk Radio, America Out Loud Podcast Network, the whole the whole deal, friends. Uh, now, the next debate is going to be interesting. There are five candidates that'll be on the smallest one yet so far on the stage, uh, and with those five. Uh, it's going to be a knockout because the next debate will have far less. There'll probably be three, might be four, but I think three, maybe even. And you, you see Pence finally dropped out. He Why did he even embarrass himself? He never had a chance. The, the, no co the, the core of conservatism, the core of patriotism, America first, was simply not going to put Mike Pence anywhere near Pennsylvania Avenue. It was never going to happen. He had to know it. I mean, he had to know it, friends. Why bother? Why put your name in the hat when you do this? I mean, he, he of all of them, he never had a shot out of anybody. He had the least shot of anybody. Well, maybe him and Chris Christie. America first. Uh, conservatism, patriotism, the heart of America. We'll, we'll never vote for a Chris Christie. He, he couldn't win dog catcher, I mean, at this point in this country. They're not going to vote for him. He's a moron. It's just not going to happen, especially when your campaign is just so negative and it's so uh, blustery about just one person. What does he have to offer? Just that Trump sucks and I can do better? <laughs> That's a hell of a campaign strategy. You sound like the DNC. That's what Biden will be using. What are they going to run on? They're going to run on foreign policy? Run on, oh, their Bidenomics, the economy. It's doing so swimmingly well. Yes. Maybe they run on the border. They go just run those sound bites where they were telling in Mallorca, so the, the border's secure, the border's secure, the border's secure, yeah. How do they make this stuff up? They lie right to your face. They get right on the camera, look you in the eyes, and lie like hell to everybody. Lie to America. And the hardcore Democrats, the ideology, were believing it. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why. But they were. Now, all of a sudden, they see that, as I say, as I started with, I told you, it's everywhere. It's every freaking policy. doesn't matter what the policy is. doesn't matter where you look. It's all bad. It all sucks. We are a banana republic. We've just turned the corner to that. So what do you want from me? That's what's going on here, friends. I mean, don't we have to call it what it is? So uh, this next debate, it's going to be, a, it's going to be interesting to watch because it's going to be a knockout. Uh, there's going to, it's go they're going to get aggressive. Nikki Haley is going to get very aggressive, very ugly. I can predict that right now, but she's been getting more ugly the last couple of elections. And I mean, just, you know, I don't know. It's just, you can do that without blowing a gasket and, and trying to get overly, like Ramaswamy was doing that a lot. You know, there's putting his finger up in the air, seeing which way the political winds were blowing. Like you can see right now, I got my finger in the air right now, like Ramaswamy. He does it all the time. He puts his finger up, see how it's blowing. And, you know, and then says, uh, you know, Oh, it's blowing that way. And, you know, goes with that opinion. Then a little bit later, you come up and go this other opinion. That's what it is. That's called politics. <laughs> Very few people 
in the business of politics don't do that. Trump was one of them. He don't care what your opinion is. You tell you go to hell. Uh, he, he just that's what irritated him. He just he doesn't blow with political winds. He creates the winds with his hot air. Just opens up his mouth and phew, there's the political winds right there. And he doesn't change from that. He tells you he's going to have a secure border. He's going to want a secure border. Going to tell you about the economy. He's going to do the economy. I mean, it's you know he kind of does what he says. I mean, that doesn't really work with politics, friends. People don't want to hear that garbage. They don't want to hear the truth. Not in the political world. They want to hear lies. Well, it's you know I think some of us would love to hear the truth. We'd love to hear uh, that's a fresh ear instead of political winds. We'd like to have fresh winds. <laughs> But that's what Vivek uh, Ramaswamy does. I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's a little bit of Broadway, you know, dun, 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 because out with his fingers and he talks and he gets robust and he's going to get, he's going to get a little more aggressive this next debate. He'll be a little more aggressive. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I think is going to be, we're going to see a more aggressive Ron DeSantis this time than we have it. any. I'm just, I'm listen, this is my prediction. I, I don't know. This is what I'm thinking. Following the tea leaves, watching these cats carefully. That's what I think is going to, it's going to be a, Glove off of fear. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a popcorn and wine night for sure. Uh, but I think that's what we're, so we're going to have Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek uh, Fingerpoint Ramaswamy, uh, Tim Scott, and uh, Chris Christie. Yeah. So I think this time you're going to have some people in here that are going to overtalk and overpower even Chris Christie, who's a mouth, obviously. But I think that's going to, even Tim Scott's going to get in the game. It's going to be, it's going to be a fisticuffs. It's going to be a fisticuffs. They're all going to be Chris Christie level, punching each other in the face. I think it's going to get pretty aggressive. I look forward to seeing it. In fact, it'd be funny if they get physical with each other, start beating the shit out of each other and, you know, whatever. That'd be real fun, you know? A couple of them have blood dripping down their nose. It'd be quite a moment. Yeah, all the GOP's at it again. It's people take this seriously. It's, well, they call it a blood sport. Here it is. It's a blood sport. In the meantime, Trump is staying out of the whole thing, and he's uh, he's going to do his own rally in Hialeah, Florida. He'll do his own rally. Uh, just he always schedules it just before the debate, just to you know piss off as many people as he can, and uh, so he can take some of those ratings. But you, you know, those of us who study this want to see both. We want to see the fisticuffs, and we want to see Trump. So we go back and we watch and video one of them. You know, that's how you do it. You know, everything's on video after the fact, so it doesn't mean you have to watch one or the other. You can watch both. You can watch both. Hey, don't watch them at the same time. I know people tried that last time. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous because you you mess things up quickly. Like they keep turning back and forth. Just stay on one. Relax. Chill out a glass of wine. Relax, people. After the event, turn the other one on and chill. Watch the next one. Have some more wine. And then in the morning, you'll have a little hangover. Take a couple of Leaf or Advil or Tylenol, whatever you want. And you'll be off for the day. It's all good. So uh, anyway, this, this next debate is going to be fascinating. Uh, and they're all going to get more aggressive now because Trump is moving further and further ahead. And he's just not doing any of the debates. He played it exactly the way I said he should play it. That's uh, what I told you from day one. I would say I would never go to a debate. I wouldn't have done it either. No way. He played it perfectly. I mean, it would have been maybe people said, well, it would have been more entertaining had he been. Well, they'd have pulled a lot more uh, viewers. I can tell you that. hundred percent. Fox wanted them. They were begging them. Are you kidding me? Fox? Oh, my God. The first couple were in Foxland, remember? And I, I I was watching some of them. I went to see some of those clips with them, and they were like, you know, really edging him on. Yeah, you know, we, we, we think he's going to have to come. 
I never talked to the different guests. On yeah, 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 we got to edge them to come on. Oh, we need Trump here. Yeah, they wanted them there. They wanted them there for the ratings. That's all they wanted them there for. They don't care about Trump. Otherwise, they're going to care less. You know, they're on the anti-Trump train as well. Obviously, don't, don't we know that? Of course we know that, friends. Because he's not a PC kind of guy, obviously. My kind of guy, I think, in that regard, you know. Uh, so where does it go? Well, I told you from the beginning, uh, the whole game on Trump is for them to, you know, mar him up, sophisticates, load as much on Trump as you can, try to knock him down to the ground, uh, get these indictments, see if you can't get him totally tied up with that. They're still fighting now with Jack Smith and the judge up there to see if they can delay and push all that. And there seems to be some evidence that that might be happening. All that gets pushed out of there. Remember, that's going to turn the table on this thing. And and then he's going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, avoid some of this. And uh, I told you, it's a race to the White House because if he gets there first, he will absolutely pardon himself. And you can talk about that all day long. Some of the people are, well, he can't do that. Yes, he can. And he will. Yeah. And he will. And so those who say he can't, you'll see otherwise in just a bit here. He can. The, the president has the ability to pardon anybody. Um, so, you know, that's the way it goes. I mean, there's it's one of the uh, high privileges that that all even Joe Biden can pardon Hunter. And I can tell you right now that's going to happen before he leaves the White House. I can tell you right now he's going to par pardon the uncle. The family, the sister, the dog that was biting all everybody, all the seeds gonna pardon the dog and he's gonna pardon Hunter. He's gonna pardon everybody. Uh absolutely. Absolutely. He he doesn't care. You think guys got any pride left? He don't have any pride left. He's got he's gonna pardon everybody. He's gonna have to do it on the way out the door, and that's gonna be as well. I'm gonna have to leave, and you know, but you know, it's better off we get somebody else in here. So I support Newsom and in the meantime, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pardon everybody here for the sake of that, for my family. I'm going to do this for my family. We, we didn't do anything wrong, uh, Americans. We did nothing wrong, but we're going to pardon them anyways, just because. Is that okay? And, of course, the media is going to say, it's okay. It's okay, Master. It's okay. And the media will run all the reports saying Biden was just brilliant. Best president we had ever. USA Today will run their columns. The Post, best president. They'll have them like... He like the best president of the century almost as good right up there along with Jimmy Carter, the best we've had. And and Barack Obama, of course, Barack Obama, Jimmy Carter, um, you know, J Larry Moe and Curly. That's it. B Barack Obama, Jimmy Carter and um, Joe Biden. And it'll be Larry Moe and Curly. Best Democrat presidents of the last century. There they are. Bing a bing a bing. The, the three who crippled the country over the past, you know, 30 years. Here they are right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But that's what I think is uh, is, is happening. And um, looking at this race right now, I mean, okay, so you figure you've got Trump. And if they don't, if, you know, you know, it looks to me like there's only two ways they're going to keep him out of there. They're either going to have to put him in jail or they're going to have to uh, imprison him, you know, or they're going to have to uh, pull an Abraham Lincoln or JFK on him. That's it. There's no other way they're going to be able to keep Trump probably out of the White House now. The momentum is building and it's building. It's building big. We're coming to a moment in this country. Did I tell you that, by the way? Did I tell you that? 
We are coming to a moment in the country. It's going to be a combination of a couple of things. It's going to be a combination of a revolutionary war moment. Now, I'm not talking shots and fires. I'm not talking all of the that. But I'm talking a moment with the people, we the people against the federal government, and we the people against each other. You see, depending on how all that falls, you're going to have those loudmouths and the protesters, the Palestinian Black Lives Matters, Marxist people, those people, the people the media will be rallying around and calling them victims. Those will be the people we'll be dealing with for the next year, a year and a half, two years. Those are the people that if you read these columns from the Post and the rest of them, that they're suggesting Trump wants to have, uh, you know, uh, forces there to protect with the inauguration and all, knowing that, you know, they're going to get out of hand. That's the sort of thing we're talking about here, you know. And some of the other things that get in there are pretty out there uh, when they, uh, uh, in these uh, articles here from the Post. And again, you can find this all over the place. Just look for the most sensationalized uh, headlines and you'll, you'll have it. Uh, the Insurrection Act, who he's going after, all, all anonymous sources. There's nothing to any of this. Uh, how much of this Trump power lust is new? You know, and they get into why and how and things he's going to do. Like, for instance, like, for instance, um, it, presidential powers. Right. So like he might go after Bill and Hillary Clinton or, you know, Robert Mueller, the Steele dossier people, James Combe Combehead, uh, some of these folks, you know, of course, all them, came, all they came, they all came after him. That was perfectly legitimate there. Right. Correct. Yeah. But he can't do any of the reverse. That's wrong. They should all get a pass. This is how this thing works. It is so sick. And they say, as for testing the limits of presidential power, that's old hat too. During his first administration, he banned Muslim visitors. He did not bet. See, these people lie like hell. He issued an emergency declaration to build a border wall after Congress refused to pay for it and sought to overturn the 2020 election results. Lies, lies, and more lies. They're all lies. It's all lies. That's all they do is lie. 24-7 lies. It's all lies. Did I tell you it's lies? That's all this is, is, is BS. It's lies. And they make them into a monster. It's what they've done from the beginning. Again, all the things he did, that was a little too much for them to handle. Uh, starting to late, political reporters have a duty to grill Trump's primary opponents, especially the Trump light uh, political calls. It can't just like, you know, like Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, because Vivek, you know, and they don't put um, Nikki Haley in there because she's been a little more aggressive against Trump. And Vivek hasn't been thus far. And Ron and, you know, whatever, they're not going after him. But they, right now, see, he's the they want these candidates. They'll get behind these guys, the cats. If they'll go against Trump is what Politico says here. So they call them Trump light because they're not going against Trump. So they want these candidates to do the job that the media is doing and the DNC is doing to go after Trump. And if you don't go after Trump, you call Trump light and you're not going to cut the mustard here. Now, are you following anything I've been telling you, my fellow Americans? Are you following any of this by chance? Lies, lies, and more lies. Actually, captured, if the Washington Post has accurately captured the style of government Trump intends to deploy, should he win, there is no big issue on the plate than Trump's reported plans. 
reported plans, political says this about the Post article. So they're all copying that political, that Washington Post article. If he has totalitarian designs for mass political trials and storage and plans to release them in 2025, the press and his political opponents, including Joe Biden, should escalate their criticism of him pronto to make it the lead in a political issue. Biden can't pretend to be an advocate of constitutional self-governance unless he presses Trump hard here. You, you just can't believe this stuff. It's all they got. The whole campaign for the next year, brace yourself right now, friends. It's going to be get Trump 24-7. And here's the thing. If it wasn't Trump, it'll be something else. They don't want an America first president in there. They don't want a patriot, a conservative in there that they will fight against all of that. They don't want it because it's going to undo all the progress they've made, in, which is making America into a banana republic. It's going to undo all of the progress Obama's had throughout his term and all the way through to uh, Joe Biden and DNC and what they've been doing here. And they've been laying a lot of minefields in there, too, in the in the federal government, by the way, in the bureaucratic state, which I've been sharing with you. And I can promise you it's not going to be easy. They've been laying a lot of groundwork. There's a lot of booby traps in there. I'm telling you right now. And they're buried. Some of that stuff's not going to be easy to find. Oh, yeah. Obama did that through his uh, eight years, which is why they had all the leakers and all the problems through Trump's uh, years, his four years. But now they've gone and doubled and tripled down because they see what Trump and I, I know I have direct reports and they weren't anonymous, by the way. This I just know what they've done. And there were certain news stories I've seen that clearly showed that they were doing these certain things and they were just doing them and putting them in play just in case, just in case Donald Trump got back into power. And so they overload the system. So then he has a hard time governing or getting back to an America first agenda. And that's what this is all about. That's what we're being torn apart from limb by limb. It's why you're seeing all of this outlandishness of all of these protests and the universities, and this has all been planted. They're all seeds and it's all part of, part of the master plan of what they've been doing to America, my fellow Americans is what's happening here, you know? Uh, so the interesting post uh, from the, uh, the uh, story in the post is uh, it's a chuckle. You'll, you'll get a chuckle out of it with these three uh, people who wrote it, as I've shared with you. And uh, I suggest you read it and you take a look. We're going to be in some uh, really, uh, really moments here. Uh, just ahead, some uh, fascinating times. Uh, nothing like we've ever seen in our lifetime. We're about to enter that part of the story here, friends. And there are parts of this that are going to become very ugly. We're already in the ugly stage now. A lot of people have been in denial. But a lot of people like my mother's aunt are having to wake up now. These hardcore Democrats are now seeing the decimation of the country. And they also see it wasn't Trump. It was never Trump. Trump did not do any of that. They worried about Trump's policies. Remember, he was going to blow the. He's the only one that did. He's the only. He's the only president in modern times who didn't get us into a war. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, will you, people? He's the only president in modern times who didn't get the country into a war. Did, did I say that again? Yeah. So, and he's the bad guy somehow. Do you want to? Do you, do you, can you do some basic math with me? 
Do you see where we're at here? He's the threat. These America First policies are the threat. I'm not buying it, friends, in River City, America anymore. It is what it is. And it is interesting times. And when you look at some of his opponents, whether it be a Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley uh, or uh, the Vivek dude, I, I, I don't think he has a shot here, but uh, Nikki, Ron DeSantis, and I guess that's probably about it, right? Uh, Nikki, let's see here, Ron DeSantis, and uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Christie doesn't have a shot in hell. Um, Tim Scott's not going to get there. I like Tim Scott a lot, but he's not going to get there. He's a classy guy. It's going to get more aggressive next debate for sure. Vivek, no chance. It's really, that, that's it. DeSantis or Haley. That's what he's got to contend with right now. And, you know, I used to like Nikki back in the day, but uh, she's gotten pretty far off the reservation now. And she worries me as part of the most, uh, military industrial complex. I think she'll have us involved in a lot of foreign wars, uh, building this uh, industrial complex up and have us involved in things we don't need to be involved in. She's kind of a UN gal. And I, I don't, we need to disband and get out of the UN and blow them up. Don't give them any more. Not physically. I'm not talking about violence here. Come on, chill. Just get rid of them. Get rid of them off our soil here. Throw them out of New York. Your rent is up. Get out. Pack your bags. Stop giving them any money. Take who with you as well. We'll do a three for one and get, y'all can leave. That would be radical. The media would blow their heads off. They would like go ballistic. Trump, there's that Trump again. He's doing some bad stuff. These people don't respect our country, our constitution, our founding, where we are, who we are, what we stand for, anything that's good policy-wise for us. They don't stand for any of that, friends. It's corrupt. The whole system is corrupt, and I've proved it here over the last hour. Just listen to some of the points I made with you. You're not going to hear these points anywhere else, but I just made it clear how bad it is. And, well, the good news that my wife's aunt had a moment, had a V8, took her into her 90s, a hardcore Democrat, to finally admit a good Republican in the White House for the first time in my life. And in, in knowing my wife all these years, I can finally admit with her, I finally agree with your aunt in some equation. That's mind-blowing. Let's hope that's the measurement of where the country is as a whole and people come to their senses to understand you bet your bottom dollar. We need a good Republican in the White House. We need a good conservative in the White House. We need a good patriot in the White House. We need a good God-loving Christian in the White House. That's my story, friends, and I'm sticking to it. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>